apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. First talk with Aaron James, Steve Rister, along with Justin Anafrio. And last week we discussed it. <laughs> when we were talking about the Raiders and the Lions, we discussed it if this is going to be Josh McDaniels' last game, if Josh McDaniels is going to get fired after this game. And ironically, it happened. And last night the Raiders fired Josh McDaniels and uh, Dave, Z- Dave Ziegler. They fired the general manager. They fired the head coach. They Obviously, they both were from, both were from the Patriots, so it made sense that they fired them both. And uh, this is not too big of a sh- – a lot of people are shocked about this. I'm not completely shocked about this because I've heard rumors that the Raiders locker room has, 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 has not, did not like McDaniels. Devontae Adams was very, very upset. And you cannot upset your star player. you got to have a relationship with your star player. You think McDaniels, you know, would have learned from what happened, you know, at his old stop in New England, what happened with Brady and Belichick at the end. Maybe he should have learned. I thought he might have learned from that, but he didn't. And, you know, him and Devontae Adams, it seemed like we're not on the same page. And uh, the, the organization chose to chose – to, Chose Devontae Adams. They didn't trade him. They, 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 what this means is the organization, Devontae Adams under t- contract until 2026, they took, Devon, they, they took Devontae Adams' side. They took guys like Max Crosby's side. They took the player side here, the player side here, and they fired the head coach. And uh, 
I'm not I'm not totally I'm not totally shocked by this. I'm a little bit surprised it happened this early, but I'm not completely shocked by this. I had a feeling he was not going to last the entire season. No, I didn't either. The way they blew so many games last year, like double digit leads in the second half. Like they lost the the first game after the Colts uh, brought in Jeff Saturday. Like you lost a guy that's never coached before. You know, like it it was bad. Yeah, I don't think the players really liked them. Like cuz they have offensive talent. You know, like that, I know they, you know, two years ago when Rick Passashi got them in the playoffs, like I know that was like a fluky team, but they had the Bengals on the ropes and the Bengals ended up making the playoffs or making the Super Bowl that year. So there's talent. It was, yeah, like McDaniels, I just, my brother was telling me, you know, that like his end of season interviews last year, he criticized every, he didn't, he was only criticizing players. He wasn't telling the guys what you did well. He was only criticizing everything. I don't think that went over well. He threw Carr under the bus after all, you know, after all of that last year. Like, yeah, he's again, he didn't learn his lesson. And for Mark Davis, you hired Gruden for 10 years. Again, you got out of that one because of the, you know, circumstances there were Gruden, but you hired McDaniels for six years. It's like, what are you doing? Like, Mark Davis has been awful. And, 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 you, and you saw in the division he failed with Denver. He failed with Denver. You should have seen that coming. Yeah. Yeah. You should have. It was not good. And I, Again, I, Mark, maybe Mark Davis thought, okay, maybe I matured, grew up, but yeah, it, none of that happened. It's, yeah, it's an embarrassment. And the, the timing was definitely weird, like off a short, it's a short week now. And it was, you know, got announced like 2 a.m. Eastern. Like it was very late at night. Like it, you know, the circus, like nine hours after the trade deadline, too. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not totally shocked, but Danny, it did not seem like things were trying the right way. And, Again, the Raiders kind of got to reset. There's still some talent. Like a guy like Kenneth Renfro, first couple of years of his career, you know, you know, really nice rock, slot receiver. He hasn't been used at all. Yeah, and that's definitely on a guy like McDaniel's there. And then go back to yeah. you saying he criticized the players in the exit interviews. You don't have the right to to do that. Your coaching record is absolutely terrible. You don't have the right to do that to criticize players when you can't be a head coach yourself. Your record is terrible. Players are not going to respect that. And you've pretty much seen that all year with the Raiders. Yes, they've won three games, but look at who they beat. They beat the Broncos by one, They and they beat two bad teams. They beat the Packers by, by, by four, and they beat the Patriots by four. So, yeah, this this just this never was this, – this was a bad, really, really bad hire. And, 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 and uh, I think the Raiders had to, had to make this move. They had to make this move because eventually, if they didn't make this move, uh, Devontae Adams was going to want out. And I think eventually Max Crosby was going to want out. And if you're two superstars, those two guys want out, your organization is in huge trouble because those are two of the top players in the league at their position. At their yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know? yeah, they haven't hit on any of the drafts. And I know that's not all Zeger at McDaniels. You know, that was Mayock May- May- and uh, Gruden. But, like, they have not hit on their draft picks. And, yeah, that's been a huge part. You know, Crosby's a fourth rounder. That's been great. But, yeah, like, you know, Devontae Adams – you know, Devontae has wanted to come here to play with Derek Carr. They traded Carr away. You know, yeah. like Jimmy Garoppolo missed missed him twice the other night. They're wide open touchdowns. Yeah. Like you can't blame that on McDaniels, but there's a lot of other things you can blame on McDaniels. And yeah, it just again, yeah, he never he never matured. He never grew up, it seemed like. And yeah, they haven't scored again. They got to save against the Patriots at 21 points, but they have not gotten more than you know 20 points by their offense all year. And again, there's some talent on that. You got one of the best wide receivers in, in the league, and Josh Jacobs. I know he struggled this year, but led the league last year in rushing. Um, so, you know, there's often talent. He's often the guy, and yeah, you you had to make this move because 
again, this franchise has been just, you know, it's moving to V. It just, there's been a lot of issues and they just can't figure it out. And again, you know, I dirt like, you know, this is, I, I feel like with some of the talent you have, if some of these guys want to stay, it could be an attractive job, but like just the way it's ran, it just, and you're playing a road game pretty much every week or every, every all your home games are it's pretty much a road game. Yeah. Yep. So it's, you know, kind of tough. You got to start in your draft picks. You got to. Exactly. And you brought up Garoppolo. And that's a really and, and, and the thing is, is I think the biggest problem, the Raiders, the biggest mistake the Raiders made this year was they signed him. They signed him instead of going out, staying and going out and not drafting a quarterback. Will Levis was going to be there at seven. I feel like they shouldn't have signed him and they should have drafted Will Levis because the problem is signing him. You're pretty much signaling that this is a wasted season because there's no way that team was competing at all, at all. With 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 Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, maybe they don't compete with Will Levis either. But at least you're at least there's a, a guy in the there's a there's a franchise you have a potential to have a franchise quarterback on this team. There's no way Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be the quarterback of the future. I didn't understand why they signed Garoppolo. Yes, part of that's on McDaniel's, but also that's on Dave, Dave Ziegler, and that's why I agree with the Raiders firing him as well. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't been great either. They've been tied together. McDaniel's brought him over, and yeah, you know. Again, you know, yeah, you could have signed Garoppolo, but also drafted Will Levis, and then have what kind of Levis had used that redshirt year, kind of have him develop. You know, if you don't want to throw him in the fire year one, yeah, you could have done something like that too. Yeah, you know, they probably should have. And you know, it, it, you know, I and I understand. You know, I, McDaniel's and Carr, I don't think got along. You know, and just as I mentioned earlier, you know, McDaniel's blamed Carr a lot last year for kind of everything that went wrong, which you know that was, you know. You can't be doing that as a head coach, but look, um, yeah, they should have drafted somebody else because, yeah, like I, I know, you know, Aiden O'Connell's going to start, but he's not going to be, I, you know, the chances of, of, of Aiden O'Connell becoming your franchise quarterback slim to none. And then you had a Brian Hoyer, like, yeah, you know, they, they should have gone out there and drafted somebody last year. You know, I know they, they had other needs, but you should have and you should have, you should have drafted somebody else instead of Jimmy G because you know he's going to miss a lot of time, anyways. That's, that's the thing. He's always hurt. Yeah, he's won some games in this league, but you can't depend on him to start 17 games a year. And he's no. not great. And he's thrown inter- interception in every game this year. Yeah, and you knew this, and you knew this was a downgrade over Derek Carr. So he criticized doesn't like Derek Carr, but he gets a quarterback that's worse. But the thing is, is with McDaniels and Ziegler, they liked Garoppolo because he was in New England. That's why they that's why they wanted him. They they wanted the quarterback they wanted, not the quarterback that was going to make their team better. And what would have made their team better in the future would have been drafting a quarterback in the first round. And then probably would have made their team better this year was just keeping Derek Carr. So yeah, this is, this is, this is, this is definitely the, the reason the team is the way it is. It's definitely on McDaniels, definitely on Ziegler. And in my opinion, they both deserve to lose their jobs. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it wasn't McDaniels, the one, two at Denver that traded what, like three or four picks to get move up to get Tim Tebow too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that that really worked you know, out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he didn't learn his lesson. Yeah, like he's he's not been great. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll see. I don't know if he comes back to New England or not next year, but yeah, like I, I that that's it. And I can't imagine there's there's a franchise that's dumb enough to give him a third opportunity because especially too after he left the Colts at the altar, like know, especially after that debacle. Yeah, I know exactly. He's exactly. still got another opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think he got another opportunity. But speaking of the Patriots, I think the biggest thing that's happened with, with Bill Belichick assistance is we've not seen them had success in the league. 
I mean, Romeo Cornell, he didn't have success with the Chiefs or the Browns. Charlie Weiss, he didn't have success. At, he didn't have success at Notre Dame. Uh, obviously, we see McDaniel's two. I mean, just the two two failed stops in Denver and in uh and and in uh with, and with the Raiders. Uh, then we then then, then uh, we look at Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. They were total disasters, disasters in the NFL. The only guy that's actually the only Belichick guy that succeeded in this league was Bill O'Brien. But that even ended bad in Houston. Yeah. So and and Dayball and and Dayball had a good first year, but we've seen what's happened in the second year mm-hmm. with the Giants. So and so. Uh, yeah, the big question is why do Bill, Belichick assistants fail in the NFL? And I got two reasons. I don't, I think obviously I think Bill Belichick's one of the great, arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time, and he's a genius. But I think the issue with Belichick is he's not really not. Andy Reid is a better mentor. He can coach coaches how to, he can teach coaches how to become great coaches. I don't think Bill Belichick's a great mentor and a very good mentor, and that's why I think that's why these these coaches when they went on their own, when Judge, when Patricia, when McDaniel's. When Weiss, when Cornell, when they've all went on their own, they haven't had success because I don't think Belichick is the best mentor of, of, of coaches. Also, let's be honest, Belichick was not the biggest reason why the Patriots had the dynasty. It was Tom Brady, and that has completely been proven over the last four years. If you, Bill Belichick in, has never not won a playoff game without Tom Brady. Tom Brady has won five playoff games in a Super Bowl. I think – I think the I think the, uh, that, that's a reason why Belichick assistants have failed is because he's not the biggest reason why that Patriot team had the success they had. It was Tom Brady. Um. So for me, I'm gonna kind of pivot or kind of piggyback off what you just said about Brady. I think it's because of Brady. They look at Josh McDaniels. Like everybody was like Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels, but he had Tom Brady. Exactly. Like even like look at um Matt Nagy with the Chiefs and um Andy or with um Patrick Mahomes like Nagy was a failure in uh, Chicago like you know yeah Bill O'Brien was good you know for a little bit there in Houston and won a couple of playoff games but yeah like I think sometimes you know some of these you know we hire some of these offense coordinators because you know they do well with a certain team but sometimes those certain teams have a guy like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes and they're just all-time great quarterbacks and struggle when they, you know, they don't have those guys. So I think that could be part of it. I think too, with Belichick kind of with the Patriot way and all that, and like that, that's been established in new England and you could kind of, and you could kind of buy into that, but you know, players will buy into that. Cause it's like, okay, this guy's won. Now, like you think of McDaniels, it's like some of these guys, if he's trying the Patriot way, they're like, why do we, you know, like why? You know, why? Why should we do things this way? You really haven't proven anything yet. Exactly. So, that's a that, that's a great point. That's a great point. The only time that 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 way of coaching works, the Patriot way, that that kind of coaching works, is if you win. And it worked in New England for twenty years because they had the greatest player in NFL history and they won games. So it only works when you win. Like McDaniel's wants to try that. Patricia wants to try that. Judge wants to try that. But players are not going to respond to that if you're not winning. Players are not going to d- d- sacrifice. If Baylor's not going to not going to respect you if you're not winning, especially when you're that way, when you don't have the relation, you don't have a really a great relationship with players, they're not going to respect you if you're not winning. So I think that's a great point that you can't just bring the Patriot way over and think it's going to work other places. It worked with the Patriots because Bill Belichick was was arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time, and Tom Brady is definitely the greatest quarterback of all time, and in my opinion, he's the greatest player in NFL history. 
that's why it worked. But guys cannot just bring the Patriot. What's been proven is guys just can't bring the Patriot way over and have it work other places. It just, it just doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great point. Cause yeah, it just, you know, cause then we've seen guys kind of take a pay cut to go new England. Cause it's like, okay, we're going to win here. They took pay cuts cause they were, they, yeah. they could win a super bowl. They could win a championship. That's why they took pay cuts. They're not taking pay cuts to play for the Patriots now without Tom Brady. No. They're not doing that. They're, they're not doing that now. They took pay cuts cause they wanted to win a championship. If there's not, they're not taking pay cuts now. No, they're not. You know, no, no, no. They, you know, you see the Patriots handed out Trey, Trent Brown more money in the offseason and get him come back. You know, like, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, like a guy like McDaniel, Joe Judge, those guys haven't won anything. So it's like, why do I, you know, that also like, why should I take a pay cut to come play for you? You, you, you know, you haven't proven me anything. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, these guys, you know, some of these coaches, you can kind of prove it to some of these guys. Yeah, you know, they'll, they'll come in and then, um, you know, like what the Patriots did. Yeah, you know, I know some, you know, Patriots had some talent, but like they did a good job kind of, Bill there for a while did a good job kind of filling enough holes there. And yeah, you had a guy like Tom Brady and yeah, McDaniels, Daniels never proved that Joe Judge we saw was a disaster. Like again, wasn't Joe Judge like, you know, like the way he was running some of those practices. It's like, that's not going to, that might might work at college. That's not going to work in the pros. That's why you're not, you're not, you're not going to do it to grown men, especially in the year 2023. Yeah, you know, like there's a difference between, and that's why we've seen it at the at the college football and college basketball level, where some of these college guys go to the pro level and they struggle because it's a totally different aspect you know, of how to kind of handle these guys in the locker rooms and all that. And you know, yeah, oh, I, I you just saw think it with Urban Meyer. There's a reason Urban Meyer was a total disaster. Yeah, yeah, Urban Meyer, John Calipari, uh, you know, with the Nets, Patino with the Celtics. Like, yeah, there's. You know, there, there's a good line of history there with some of these coaches that have just been disastrous at the pro level that have been awesome the co- at the collegiate level. So, yeah, you know, some it's just the way kind of the practices are run and all that, kind of the structure and all that. And, yeah, you know, Bill's kind of been able to kind of set that. And, yeah, maybe not so much anymore with things are going. But, yeah, in the past, and it helps when, you know, it does help when you have generational talent starting at your quarterback. It, exactly. it does kind of does help you. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, another Belichick assistant fails. I don't know if they know if any other Belichick assistants are going to get coaching jobs seeing how they have failed in the NFL. So, so yeah, it's, it's just another Belichick assistant fails. But we got to talk about the trade deadline, and we'll start with the Vikings, and they traded for Joshua Dobbs. And the big question for them, we know that Jaron Hall is going to start uh, next this week against the, uh, against the uh, Falcons. But the big question is eventually down the road for this team, should they start uh, Joshua Dobbs or J or Jalen uh, Jalen Hall? That's right. Is it Jalen Hall, the guy Jaren, from BYU? Jaren, Jaren Hall. Yeah, Jaren, Jaren, Hall. Jaren Hall, the guy from BYU. Jaren Hall. Should they start Jaron Hall or Joshua Dobbs? And I think eventually you're gonna Jaron Hall is gonna struggle, and they're gonna go to Joshua Dobbs. I think in, in a week or two they're gonna go to Joshua Dobbs. Jaron Hall. I think Jaron Hall is gonna struggle. I think. I mean, we'll predict that game later. But I think the Vikings are gonna lose this week. So uh, yeah, I think I think they should they should stick with they should eventually go to Joshua Dobbs. But Justin, you saw them both play in college. You saw probably saw Jaron Hall play at BYU. Which quarterback do you think is the better option for the Vikings going forward? Yeah, I think eventually they're going to go Josh Dobbs. Like, yeah, you know, Dobbs probably this week's going to learn the playbook, kind of get familiar with this offense, and then yeah, because um, Jaron Hall in and because he went to BYU, and you got to do the um, um, you know, you got to go on your kind of your mission statement for two years. So he's a twenty-five year old rookie. Like he's an older guy. He's a good he's a good runner, but like the arms just isn't there yet. Like I, I, you know, 
you could kind of do some RPO stuff with them, but like I don't think Atlanta is going to be scared of, of Darren Hall's arm. Um, so I yeah, I, I think it's going to be Josh Dobbs at some point. Jaron Hall's yeah, probably gets to start this week. They probably go to Dobbs next week. Um, again, I don't expect Jaron Hall to be kind of the guy that's going to start the rest of the way. I just he's a good athlete. Maybe you could throw some wild cap packages in for him, but Josh Dobbs is a better guy. Yeah, I, I definitely think Josh Jobs should be the Viking starter going forward. I think they'll be have a better chance to get that number seven seed in the NFC if he's the starting quarterback because he played for Arizona. And, yeah, yeah, he lost games, but he was okay. He wasn't terrible. He wasn't terrible for the Cardinals. So, yeah, I think with a more talented team, I think he will win more games, and I think he should be the guy going forward. I know they're going to start Hall this week because he knows the offense, and Josh Jobs just got there, but I think Josh Jobs will eventually be the starter for the Vikings. But we got to talk about some more trade deadline news. And the Commanders are pretty much waving the white flag. They traded Chase Young. They traded Montez Sweat. Well, first, we'll first we'll start with Montez Sweat. The Commanders they traded him. They got a they got a good value for him. They got a second round pick. And what the hell are the Chicago Bears doing? What are the Bears doing, giving up a second round pick when they're two and seven and they're not going to make the playoffs? What are they doing? Chicago has no clue what. Chicago does not know what they're doing. That's a terrible trade for Ryan Poles. To, to give up a second-round pick when your team is going nowhere. It makes absolutely no sense. Washington did get good value for Montez Sweat uh, in that deal, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, that that Bears – for the Bears to get, trade a second-rounder for uh, Montez Sweat, that just stinks of desperation by Ryan Poles, their general manager. Because they they did the same thing last year with Chase Playcool. You, makes no, why, are they, why are they giving up assets when they're going nowhere? I don't know. like that, And that's the thing, too, like – you're always trailing. Why do you need a pass rusher? It makes no sense. And he's going to be a free yeah. agent. Yeah. So now he's got all the leverage. Oh, if you, if you, if you don't re- imagine if they don't resign him, that um, would be that would be a horrible move. They don't resign. Him. They have to resign him. I mean, any GM, any, I don't care how bad your GM is. You, now you have to resign him if you're giving him a second round pick. You have to, and it's going to be at a. Uh, you might set a market for a defensive end. I'm like, he should, because the Bears got to pay him whatever he wants. Yeah, so. Exactly. He, he, has all the leverage there. Yeah. He, has all, he has all the leverage there for a guy who's not who's good, but he's not phenomenal. He's not, yeah. He's he's not he's not a TJ Water at that level. Miles yeah, Garrett. he's a nice yeah, player, exactly. but, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that the bear just that, that just stinks of desperation. And Ryan Poles, I'd be surprised if he's there at the end of the year. Because that may be the 33rd overall pick. That's very yeah, likely. Exactly. You know, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, horrible by sweat. Um, or a horrible move there by Chicago. For yeah, commanders. You get a second rounder for him, you take that any day of the week. Absolutely. So, from the commanders, because surprise, yeah. we'll see how much longer Jack Del Rio stays as the defensive coordinator here. Yeah. yeah. Mac Jones, the piss Patriot offense, tears them up. It should probably be the end. Exactly. Exactly. And we have another commander that was traded, and that was Chase Young, the guy who they took with them, they, who they passed on to, uh, and they passed on Justin Herbert for to get the to get the number two to take. They took Chase Young with the number two overall pick. He sure wasn't a. I mean, he sure wasn't. A, he's still good. But he's, he's obviously not what they thought he was going to be, so they traded him away. Had trouble staying healthy, so they traded him to the 49ers. And the big question for the 49ers is, with some of the pass rushers they've added, with Gregory, with with Chase Young, they got Nick Boza, they got Jerron Hargrave in the D-line. I know they've lost three straight games, but should they still be the favorite in the NFC? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes, because I think this defense could be really good. I think this defense... It struggled over the past couple of weeks, but I still I think this defense is going to come back. And I think when Trent Williams and Debo Samuel come back, this team is going to get back on track. And I still think they're still my team in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. Justin, 
Should the Niners be the be the favorite in the NFC? I know they've lost three in a row, but should they be the favorite in the NFC? Yeah, I'm still with the I'm so I still really like this Niners team as, as well because I think bringing over Chase Young now, he teams up with his former Ohio State Buckeye, uh, you know Nick Boza, and now for Chase Young, he's not going to be double teamed every play. Like he's kind of going to be. You know, Nick Bose is kind of be the one that you kind of keep an eye on all the time. Like, you know, Chase Young's probably get a lot more one-on-one stuff. So oh, yeah. if Chase Young's ever going to reach his potential, I feel like it's going to be right now with the Niners. So um, I'm with you with the Niners. Like, I don't think Purdy, I know he cleared concussion protocol, but it was a short week. I still don't think he was totally 100% out there Sunday. Um, and yeah, you got a Debo Samuel back. You got Trent. Well, you know, when you get those two back, I know there's, uh, you know, I know the Eagles are still seven to one, but like I haven't been overly impressed by the Eagles yet this year either. So if the Eagles are blowing teams out, I know AJ Brown's starting to, you know, he's been on a tear lately. But yeah, I'm still I'm still a little bit um have the Niners ahead of the Eagles right now. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, I know the Niners have struggled, but it's a long year. And I still think that even though they've struggled, they've lost three in a row. I'm not gonna move off them. I still have them going to the Super Bowl in the NFC. But we got to talk about another NFC West team, and that's the Seahawks. They traded Leonard Williams. Giants got great value, though. They get a second-round pick for Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams hasn't played that great this year. Yeah, yeah, he's been decent, but he hasn't been great. He'll help Seattle a little bit, but the Giants got a second-round pick for him. That's really, really good value. I'll give Joe Shane credit there. That's really, really good value. For, for, uh, that's really good value uh, for Leonard Williams right there. So I am definitely happy with the return the Giants got for a team that is that was probably not going to make the playoffs. They did get a second-round pick. Uh, for Leonard Williams. Yeah, I thought Giants did a good job, you know, get a second rounder for Leonard Williams, who might not be, you know, who may, who's going to be free agent in the, the year anyway. So, um, yeah, I thought Giants did a good job. And yeah, Seattle's been very aggressive, kind of giving up their uh, draft picks before. You know, we saw like the Jamal Adams trade as well. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're not afraid to give them up. So, yeah, for the Giants, yeah, team, the way they lost Sunday, yeah, you're two and six, you're not going to the playoffs it's yeah you might as well kind of ship off an asset especially you get a second rounder for him start kind of you know building up some draft capital here yeah now sticking with the giants they're two and six lost a horrible horrible game you probably saw the end of it because they cut out of the the patriot game ended and they went they went to the giant game so you probably saw the end of it a horrendous loss on sunday to, to to the uh to the to the new york jets but the one positive in that loss was saquon had it probably his best game of the year had a big game Dayball probably made a mistake not, you know, going for it on fourth and one, handing the ball and ending the game. But here's the big question for the Giants. Did the Giants make a mistake yesterday not trading Saquon Barkley? Such a tough question. I could see it from both sides. Uh, one side is what we've been talking about. They're two and six. They're not they're probably not going to make the playoffs. And, to, and his value after the game he had on Sunday, his value was still pretty high. They probably could have gotten a second-round pick for him. And say they traded him for like a Baltimore or to say they trade him to the Ravens or, or like the, the Bills. So they could maybe could have gotten a second round pick for him. So I, 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 I could, I could see the, 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 I could see it being a mistake, but on the flip side, the Giants' schedule is actually very, very favorable going forward this week. They got the Raiders very winnable game. Uh, next, the, the, they do it. The Cowboys the next week, which is going to be a tough game. But then the next three weeks, they got the commanders who waved the white flag, the Patriots who are not good. The Packers who are not good. So four of their next five games are very, very winnable. So there is a legitimate, and then and so there is a chance that this team, with the way their defense is playing, could be six and out. 
I'm not saying they're, it's going to be very, very hard for them to get to six and seven because it's going to be very, very hard for this team, the way they played this year, to, to, to win four of their next five. But there is that small possibility that they could win four of their next five and be six and seven and be somewhat in this uh, in the month of December. I think that's the reason why they didn't ship off McKinney. That's the reason they didn't they didn't make the trade for Barkley is I think in that building they still think they have a chance in that building. I I do I don't think they're completely waving the white flag in that building. I still think they have a chance. But why I think it's a mistake is I just don't see this team the way they played this year winning for their next fight because if they have any crazy if they if they go if they have any any chance they're not mathematically eliminated but if they have any chance of making the playoffs they're going to have to win uh, they're going to have to go seven and two, and I definitely do not see this team going seven and two. So I do think they made a mistake not getting Saquon because the value was high. They could have picked up another second round pick. So I do. It's a tough question, very tough question. But I am leaning towards they did make a mistake not getting rid of Saquon. But I understand their thought process of why they kept Saquon Barkley. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. I think it could have gone either way. Like, if you could get a second round for him, I think you probably have to bite the bullet and give him up. But I feel like with the way, as you mentioned, like the way the defense is playing, like not for this year, but like if this offseason, if they could finally fix that offensive line, like the way Deed's playing, I, you know, like I think the weapons are pretty good if you, you know, if, if that offensive line could give a, you know, who, if, and if Dan Jones is on the field, like I feel like if you if they really rebuild this offensive line and you could get Saquon Barkley kind of you know kind of sign him in the future and keep him on this team, like yeah I don't think the Giants are that far. I know the way they've been playing is not great, but like I I don't think they're that far away from being a playoff team. Like that's the main and that and I know that's probably gonna be their main goal this offseason. It's fix that old line because that's that's been their just that's been their kryptonite this oh, year. Horrible. No yeah, wonder they never passed the ball. <laughs> they didn't yeah. only pass the ball one time because they had a third-string quarterback in there with a terrible offensive line. Yeah, and Devito does not. I was, I was, I was surprised. I didn't even know he was on your guys' roster. I didn't well, even... did, did, did you knew we were in trouble when he was going in? You probably knew we were. In trouble. Yeah, when you saw he's... him go in. You probably knew we were in big trouble in that game. Yeah, guy was not great at Syracuse, and then went to Illinois, Illinois. last year and, and had a great running back in Chase Brown. Like, and just hey, just just be a game manager. So. And when you're yeah, a game manager I, I, in college, that's not a good sign. Yeah, no. So, um, yeah, I was very surprised when I saw him come in and kind of figured, oh, boy, this could be tough. But, um, look, so, like, I think that's the thing. Like, you got – you. I like I like Jalen Hyatt. I like Darren Wall when he's healthy. Like, I, if if this team wants to be a playoff team next year, you got some of the talent. It's So, I feel like if you could have got a second rounder, yeah, you probably trade him. If not, if you, if it's only a day three pick, then I, I'd say, yeah, you – I think they made the right decision. I think it kind of depends on the, on what you could have got for him. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's a little bit of a mistake, but you made a good point about the team in 2024. They, they definitely, with the way this defense is played and all these guys are signed up. I mean, Thibodeau will be back next year. Lawrence will be back next year. Okay. Okay. We'll be back next year. Banks will be back next year. This defense, and we're hoping Wink is back. That's, that's the, mm-hmm. we're hoping Wink Martindale's back. You never know. Because of the way the way things have been going with Wink, so he might he might end up getting he could potentially get a coaching job. So we hope Wink is back. So this defense, I think, is going to be good for a for a while now with the players they have. I think this defense can be good for a couple of years. The issue is the offense, especially the offensive line and the receiver position. So 
and and the quarterback position is a question mark. So there's definitely a lot more questions on the offensive side and on the defensive side. So I think, yeah, there's there's, there's two reasons they probably kept him. The small, small chance that they think they might they might make a run this year and next year having their best weapon on offense on this team. And, and that means they'll sign him. They'll probably resign him uh, this offseason. So two reasons why. They want to keep their best weapon and the small going to next year and the small chance they have of uh, the small chance they they have of uh, making a crazy run this year. I think those are the two reasons why they held on to Barkley. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, yeah, you got to resign him now because it would look bad if you don't, if you kind of yeah. cut ties with him now. But um, yeah, you know, for yeah, like this minuscule chance you have this year, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't think it's much of a possibility, but yeah, with next year. Yeah, you know, again, you know, you have you still have Daniel Jones for at least, you know, I know next year, next year, next year, next year, they definitely could opt out. And you've seen him, he could get you to a playoff. And then you saw me, you you know, win a playoff game with with limited guys in the offense, too, with 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 limited receivers, with a shaky offensive line. Yeah, so he did prove to win a playoff game. But the problem with Jones is he's got to be a lot, he's got to be more consistent. You're not seeing it every year with him. You saw it last year, you're not seeing it every year with him. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, it's kind of he's still making the same old mistakes that you can't make in your like third, your fourth year as a starter. It just it's not you, you can't be doing that. So yeah, the consistency still it's got to be better with them. But yeah, you know there's still some talent here, and I kind of think all right, they're kind of in the mind of like yeah, we could kind of hopefully kind of get back next year to compete for wild card. Yeah, you're not going to defeat you know compete with the Eagles next year for that division, but you should be able to compete for wild card next year, especially in the NFC because it is it's not great. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you, it's, it's, get very, it's very disappointing. Teams. They're not they're in where they are where they are this year, knowing where, how how weak the NFC is at the in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a chance there's going to be two NFC South teams in the playoffs. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No question. So, oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like in, absolutely. And again, they can that the, the divisions aren't you know there's no good team in that division. So yeah, you know that's kind of the disappointing part, and that's where I kind of feel like your Giants. All right, you kind of could focus on that next year to kind of get back in there and kind of hopefully kind of get back to where you were last year. Cause yeah, you know, it's been a disappointing year. And yeah, with the, the table move, like what happened to last year? This guy used to be so aggressive and now he's like, Oh God, it's, 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 it, I, I don't get it. Like, you know, two oh. times, two times on Sunday, you know, fourth yeah. and one from the fourth and one, he kicks a, he kicks a field goal instead of going for it and going to misses. And then we all know at the end of the game. Mm. And I know it's not a total, it's not totally obvious to go for it there. I know if you kick the field goal, you're up six points. But all you needed was one yard, and they were having trouble stopping Saquon the entire second half. You just run the ball, and you it's get a yard, and you win the game. And then yeah. not even attempting a pass, yeah. you, you're asking for trouble when you don't attempt. You attempt one pass in an entire half of an NFL game in 2023. Yeah, that's the other. Yeah, you know, like yeah, going fourth and one. It's like yeah, you've been running the whole half. It's like the Jets aren't going to be. You're not catching the Jets off guard there. You know, and that, yeah. and that's the other thing. Like he's the backup, so why hasn't he been taking any reps? Like it doesn't seem like he took any reps. It's like it, it, all Tyron yeah, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a guy be your backup quarterback in 2023, he needs to be able to throw the ball. You gotta have confidence that he can throw the ball. The Giants had no confidence that Tommy DeVito could throw the ball. No, no, they did not. And that's that's the other thing. Like you gotta you gotta think that there's a chance where our starting quarterback may get hurt. We may have to go with Tommy DeVito. Yeah, you would think he would have some reps, but it did not clearly look like he got many reps during practice. You know, yeah, maybe it's a practice squad you know as the um you know um but yeah like it was it's not a yeah it 
that that's another thing on Dable. Like you get you got to have your backup quarterback at least a and, little and, bit prepared. And on Shane, and on Shane, to yeah, have a backup yeah. quarterback that that the coaching staff has no confidence in throwing the football. That, that's on Joe Shane as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. You, you got to have somebody you can trust. Yeah. That that's yeah. definitely uh not a guy. Yeah. That's definitely not a guy. That said, I did not even realize he was on your guys' roster. I know he was there in the preseason, but I thought you guys may have cut him. I, I, not that, never been high. I know it's a great story. He lived right near MetLife, but he's not a he's not an NFL quarterback. He's not. No, no, n- not at all, not at all, not at all. Now let's get to the slate of games this week, and the biggest game this week is between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I mean, two really, really good teams right here. You got six and two Chiefs, six and two Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are playing the Chiefs. They they picked the wrong week to play the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to be motivated this week. I think their offense is definitely going to bounce back. I think Pac Mahomes is going to bounce back this week, throw a couple, throw two or three touchdown passes. I do think the Dolphins, too, has a big game, too. I think Tyreek Hill has a big game against his former team. I think it comes right down to the end. But I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Chiefs here. I'm going to take Mahomes here. I got the Chiefs winning 31-27. But, Justin, can the Dolphins finally beat a Super Bowl contender? No, I got the Chiefs as well, 20-23. Um... You know, I wasn't too impressed with Miami's offense last week. Like they didn't really run the ball well against New England. They had a couple. They hit a couple of big plays down the field, but they weren't great on third down. They were four, four, and fourth down. Like you know, they probably could have put a lot more points on the board against New England than they should have. And Miami too. They haven't been a team with a 500 record or better since September last year. Like this is a team that's really being up on softer yeah, competition since they, since they beat the Bills, I think, last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the game. Yep. So that's why I just – I Mahomes was sick last week. You kind of – a lot of drop passes. Like, their defense played well. Denver just – you know, they had 24 points off turnover. So I, I think Kansas City this week bounces back. I think, you know, you know their wide receivers got to catch the football. But I, I think this KC offense kind of figures it out. Against the Miami defense, uh, yeah, it helps Jalen Ramsey coming back. But um, I, I got Chiefs bounce back. We got a huge matchup in the NFC East between the Cowboys and the Eagles. I think this game is close. I think it's close and competitive. But I'm going to take the quarterback that's going to make less mistakes in the game. That's going to be Jalen Hurts. I think A.J. Brown is another big game because he's a big game every week. I think DeAndre Swift's going to have a big game against the Cowboys because the Cowboys have trouble against the run. And I think that Dak Prescott's going to play well, but he's going to make that big mistake late in the game that's going to cost them. And I got the Eagles staying in first place, going to 8-1. I got the Eagles beating the Cowboys 31-24. to But Justin, can Dak lead the Cowboys to a big win in Philly? I'm with you as well. I got the Eagles 27 to 21. Um, the Cowboys are, in a, you know, like Miami, they're, they'll beat up on the teams that they should, and then they they face kind of competition at their level or better than them. They usually get pushed around and beat, you know, look at the 49er game. So, um, yeah, I think the Cowboys will hang around. But the way, you know, in the secondary, I think Dallas is going to struggle against A.J. Brown, who's just, he's, he's been on a complete tear since kind of asking for the ball more. And then if they even try to double him, I think Devontae Smith has a big day. So, I got the Eagles win this game by six at home. We got an AFC. We got a rematch of the, of, a, of the divisional round of the playoffs last week as the Bills take on the Bengals. Uh, I think that this is, a, this is a close competitive game. I know Allen's a little bit banged up with his shoulder, but I think Joe Burrow, he proved last week he's the second-best quarterback in football, and there's no debate about it. He's just, he, the, way he did, the way he played against that Niners defense, he is the second when healthy. He is definitely the second best quarterback in football. We knew early in the season he was not healthy. He was not right. Now he's right. The Bengals are a scary team. Ike plays a great game on Sunday night. I do think the Bills have some success on the ground with James Cook. I do think Allen plays pretty well, but not as well as Joe Burrow. And that's why I got the Bengals beating the Bills again. I got them beating the Bills 34 to 27. But Justin, K 
can the Bills get revenge on what happened last year in the postseason? No, I get the Bengals as well, 28 to 23. Um, Josh Allen on the road this year, they're well, as a team, the Bills are one and three. And Allen on the road, he's got six touchdowns to six INTs. While at home this year, he's got nine touchdowns to two INTs. So he's been much better at home than he has been on the road this year. Um, and the way Joe Burrow's playing, I mean, with all the Bills injuries, I don't see the Bills defense making many stops for their offense kind of stay in it. And I think Allen will make a couple of mistakes in this game. And Joe Burrow is, you know, you're spot on in that. He's he's the second best quarterback in the league. He's 100% healthy now. And I don't think the Bills are right. I, I just, the Bills last week, again, poor execution. Um, they didn't play great last week. They, they kept the Bucks in that one. And I, I think this week, this is a team that you, you can't really kind of fool around against and the Bengals to take them, down, take them out. Yeah, and I think I think when we look at the Bills, we actually were Super Bowl contenders. I said yes, you said no, <clears throat> but I'll agree with you with this. I don't think they're a top four team in the AFC. I'm t- I'm definitely taking the uh, Chiefs over them. I'm taking the I'm right now. I'm taking I'm taking the Bengals over them. I'm taking the Ravens over them. I'm taking the Jaguars over them. So they might be the fifth best team in the AFC. Them or the Dolphins to me. They're, they're both of them are Super Bowl contenders. Don't get me wrong. The AFC is really deep, but I, them and the Dolphins are like tied for fifth with me for the best teams in the AFC. One, I'm going with the Chiefs. Two, I'm going with the Ravens. Three, I'm going with the Jaguars. And four, I'm going with the Bengals. I have all those teams ahead of the Bills right now in, in, in the AFC. I mean, that, I just think it's just it, it just seems like there's just something off about this Bills team right now. And that's I think they compete, but I just don't think they, they I don't think they get it done. I just think I'm, I'm going to go with the team that's playing better right now, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. And they're scary yeah. again. They're scary again. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to get back to the Super Bowl the way Joe Burrow's playing. No, I wouldn't either. You know, especially the Chiefs can't really figure out this off. Like the offense, if that can't really get rolling, yeah, I, I could see it. You know, the Jags are being pretty good this year, but I got to see them win a playoff game. You know, and then yeah, I know they did beat the Chargers last year, but you now they, they I guess even take the next step. The Ravens are, you know, Lamar. I know we'll get to that, but like the Ravens, Lamar starting to that Tom Monk and offense starting to click. So yeah, they could be right there with the Ravens, um, battling right there in the AFC in the AFC. So yeah, again, right now the bills, yeah, I, I'm kind of worried and sad for that franchise. Cause it, their windows closing faster than I think what they thought they would. And, and for Josh Allen, he is better than Philip Rivers, but like he could kind of be like that. He's always getting there, but he just can't get over the hump. So it'd be a shame. Cause I know that franchise is, you know, been excited for a while to kind of get one and thought this was their time, but it may be closing faster than they thought. Yeah, it could, and you made a good comparison with Josh Allen and uh, Philip Rivers right there. But we got to move on to the two local teams, and we'll start with the Giants against the Raiders this week. Antonio Pierce, for his, for right around, I think his first game is going to be against his former team that he won a Super Bowl for, and he beat the Patriots in, as you know very well, he beat the Patriots in 2000, and then Super Bowl 42, he was the middle line, starting middle linebacker for that team. He is the head coach, he's now the interim head coach of the Raiders. And for this game, I think it's going to be close and competitive, but the difference is, with Daniel Jones back, I feel like the Giants have the better quarterback. I do think Saquon Barkley is going to have a good game on the ground. I think he's going to he's going to have a good game on the ground. I think, I think Daniel Jones is going to protect the football in his first – he should be back this week and he's going to protect the football. And I do think the way this Giants defense is playing, I think they're going to turn the ball over. They're going to, they're going to turn the ball over. They're going to force a couple turnovers from Jimmy Garoppolo. If he, if he starts, you don't even know if he's going to start. It's probably going to be Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, Aiden O'Connell starts. I still think if it's Aiden O'Connell, they'll force a couple turnovers from him. So I do think it's going to be close and competitive. It's going to be right down to the end. But I think either the Giants win it on a game-winning field goal or they make a defensive stop at the end of the game. And I got the Giants bouncing back this week and going to 3-6. and six. I got them beating the Raiders 20-17. to 17. But, Justin, can Antonio Pierce get his first 
win as a head coach against his former team. Yeah, I'll take the I get the Raiders 17-13. I'll stick with it. Um look, you know, a couple years ago, after the Gruden stuff, they went to Denver. Nobody thought they were in that football game. They did. After that unfortunate incident with Henry Ruggs, they won that week as well. Like it, you know, again, we'll kind of see what this fight is, but they kind of pulled off a couple mir- you know, miracles a couple years ago. Maybe, maybe with McDaniel's gone, yeah, maybe, you know, some of these players didn't like him. Maybe this team's kind of fired up this week. And I think maybe they go out there and get a win. Um, I know it'll probably be, you know, more Giants and Raider fans, but maybe this is, you know, sometimes this motivates a team. This is, you know, and maybe this week, maybe this is what the Raiders needed. You know, it'll be interesting Pierce because he's only been a coach for a year and a half. Um, so we'll see what he's got. But I think the Va- Raiders come out fired up, and I think they find a win to win this football game. It should be. It's, it's, I think it's going to be close. It's going to be low scoring, and it, and it definitely can go either way. I'm just picking the Giants because I just think they are the better team. Even though know, they might not have Darren Waller and they might not have Andrew Thomas, I just feel like they are a better team than the Raiders right now. But we'll move on to the Patriots, and we got the Commanders heading to Foxborough to face the Patriots. And I think this is a, this is a game that Bill Belichick is still very very useful in. I think this game is a game that Bill Bel. These are games even without Tom Brady that Bill Belichick has the most success in against young quarterbacks. And I think he's gonna. I saw Sam Howell have trouble two weeks ago with against with Martin Wink Martindale. I think he's going to have the same trouble against Bill Belichick. I think he's going to throw a couple interceptions. I think Mac Jones is going to manage the game against this defense. I mean, he could have a huge game against this defense, yeah. seeing seeing the way that seeing the way they don't have Chase Young or Montez Sweat. I do think there's some success in the ground with Stevenson and Elliott. I think this game comes down to the end where the Patriots force a turnover or they stop Sam Howell at the end of the game. And for for me to pick the Patriots, they got to be playing a team that's not very good. And I am taking the Patriots. Only the second time this year I've taken the Patriots in a game. The only time I the only time I did was when they went up against Zach Wilson and they won. So I am taking the Patriots this week to beat the. Uh, I'll take the Patriots this week to beat the uh, the the uh, Commanders twenty three to sixteen. But Justin, can Sam Howell uh, play well again this week and get and keep the Commanders? Even though they waved the white flag, keep the Commanders in this playoff race. No, I don't think I don't think so. I, I get the Pats this week, uh, twenty one to twenty. For me, you know, do you imagine, Bill, this is a game where he's pretty useful in, you know, Patriots are very banged up defensively, as we, as we know. Don Christian Barmore played well Sunday. Like, I, I think the Patriots can get after him. Jack Wilson's still been the most sacked quarterback in the league. I think he's been sacked up to 41 times, I believe it is. Like, You mean Sam Howell? For, yeah, for Sam Howell. Like, yeah, um, he's been sacked a ton. And I think Patriots get after him. I think their, their defense plays well in this one. And I think this is Mac Jones where he plays well. Again, he's got to play well. Justin Fields carved up this team. Like he's, I know you got no born, but I expected Mario Douglas to have a big day. Hopefully, Keyshawn Booty's activated. I'd love to see him get going. You know, because he had a nice week one and um, early on. But I'll, I'll take the Pats to uh, knock out the Commanders. This is a game that you should win at home. You, you, you got to. I know they're not a great team, but it's a team you got to win at home. Yeah, you. If you're the Patriots, you absolutely. If, if you, if you. Uh... If you want, if you, if you, if Mac Jones has any hope to be your starter going forward, you got to win this game against a team that's pretty much waving the white flag. But we will move on to tomorrow night's game between the Titans and the Steelers. I think this is a close, competitive game. But I think the difference in this game is going to be the quarterback. Will Levis was great on uh, on uh, last Sunday. I don't think he'll be as good, but I think he will outplay whoever the Steelers have at quarterback. If it's Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky, I think I think Derrick Henry's going to have a good game on the ground because the Steelers struggle to stop the run. I think it's going to come right down to the end. But I'm going to take the Titans to pull the upset here on the road. I got the Titans winning it 24 to 19. But Justin, can the Steelers bounce back this week and get to five and three? 
Nope, they want to. I got to tell you, as well, 2016, they got to get out to fast to start. They've been falling behind this year in the first quarter, 43 to 14. And as we know, this is not a team that's built to come from behind. And that puts a lot of stress on your defense to kind of make plays. And seems like when they win games, because their defense is, is making a couple big plays for them. And, you know, I, I think um, Will Love is going to have, you know, is going to have enough success in this game, throwing to Deontay Johnson. Um I think Derrick Henry's going to, or um, Will Levis, I mean, it's going to have success throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. They finally, you know, him being, you know, able to get him going. Derrick Henry, I think, is going to have a nice game on the ground. And I think Tennessee finds a way on the road to uh, knock off Pittsburgh. And it's crazy how a young quarterback can change everything for a franchise. It looked like Tennessee was selling. It looked like Kevin Byer, Kevin Byer's already gone. He's with the Eagles. But DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry could have very easily, I know they said they traded, they weren't going to trade Derrick Henry, but there's a chance that Derrick Henry could have been gone. I think DeAndre Hopkins would have been gone if they lost, if Levis didn't play well and lost that game this week. Levis playing well definitely changes things. And now you look at the Titans, maybe they maybe they sneak into the playoffs if Levis continues to play well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that division too where, yeah, you know, got Jacksonville. Houston's been a surprise. Indy's kind of continuing to kind of try to keep pace. Um, but yeah, you know, they, their schedule's not, I don't think their schedule's impossible. You got, Tampa coming up, and you, you know you got the Panthers at home, Colts at home. You got some win. You still got Texans twice, so there's some games there you can win. So yeah, and Levis, he didn't look like a rookie. Like he was very composed back there. He wasn't afraid to get hit. Um, he stepped up, made some couple really good throws in that game. Like you know, maybe now that there's some tape on him, Mike Tom can kind of figure something out. But he really did not look like a rookie starting his first game the other day. Like you could see the big arm was there. Last year, his offensive line was so bad. I think he was banged up because of that, and I think maybe that's why some of his numbers were down last year. He had a new OC as well, because um, this looked like the Will Levis you kind of saw a couple years ago, where it's like, okay, this guy looks like he's he's a legit pro pro prospect. And um, again, it is one game, but I, I was really impressed the way he played. Yeah, he played really, really well in his first game last week. Now we'll move on to a big matchup in Baltimore. It's the five and two Seahawks face the six and two Ravens. I think this game is close. I think it's competitive, but in this game, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna take the better quarterback. I mean, because Dino Smith, even though they're five and two, he hasn't really played that. Well. I mean, the, he's, he's lucky. The defense has definitely improved this year. They got Bobby Wagner. They got uh, they got Devin Witherspoon, who've been made a big difference on the defense. Obviously, they just went out and got Leonard Williams. They got they they went out and they signed Julian Love, who who got an interception last week. So this Seahawks defense has definitely improved. And it's a Geno Smith hasn't played as well as last year, but the defense is clearly better. That's why they're five and two. But in a game like this, I, I'm going to take the quarterback that's going to take make less mistakes because I do think Geno turns it over a couple times, and I don't think Lamar turns it over. I think it comes right down to the end where the Ravens make the stop and win the game. I got the Ravens going to 7-2, and two, beating the Seahawks. Uh, I got the Ravens going to 7-2, beating the Seahawks 24-17. But, Justin, can the Seahawks defense and Geno lead them to their fourth straight win? I don't think, I don't think they will in this one. I got the Ravens as well, 27-20. Um, you know, I, I Lamar, or 24-20. I got Lamar. Lamar, the way that offense is finally cooking right now, I think the Seahawks defense is going to struggle to kind of, kind of struggle to kind of slow it down right now. Um, I think the Ravens are going to have some, you know, some success through the air in this one. And I think Lamar, the way Lamar's playing, he's kind of up there right now, kind of getting back there in the MVP category or kind of conversation. He should be one of the favorites right now. Um, Took a while to get Todd, you know, to figure out Todd Munkin, you know, or to get on the same page with, with the new OC, but they're starting to really figure it out. And I, I you know, I, I really like the way the Ravens are playing right now. 
and yeah, I'm with you. The way Geno, they scored 17 points last week in the first quarter, and then they got lucky. PJ Walker threw that interception late to to uh, go down and score that game winning drive. So I haven't really been impressed by Geno this year, and I think uh, Lamar outplays him. Got a big NFC matchup in uh, Atlanta as the Vikings take on the Falcons. And I'm just going to take the team with the quarterback that better. I mean, it's crazy to say Desmond Ritter is better than Jaron Hall. If Desmond Ritter hasn't played that well either. But I think uh, Bijan gets some yards on the ground. I do think that Desmond Ritter makes more plays. I think Hall turns the ball over a couple times. And that's why in a low-scoring game, I got the Falcons going to 5-4, and four, beating the Vikings 20-12. to 12. But, Justin, can Jaron Hall and the Vikings defense carry them to their fourth straight win? No, I'm with you at the Falcons as well, 23 to 17. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, Riz, Ritter plays well this week. I know the, the Vikings defense has, has played a lot better the last couple of weeks, but I think um, Hall has a couple of turnovers of this game, and I think the Falcons offense kind of um, capitalizes off of it. They just, they got to be good. You know, Falcons got to kind of just convert in the red zone. I think they do this week. I think B. John Robinson has a nice game, and I'll take the Falcons to uh, go, you know, to win this one and, Get it back over 500. Rams head to Lambeau to face the Packers. I think this is a low-scoring game. We don't know if Matthew Stafford is going to play. If Rippon plays, I think he turns the ball over a couple of times. And I do think the run game of uh, the Packers, I think Aaron Jones will finally have a good game on the ground to make life easier for Jordan Love. I think the Packers' defense makes a play at the end. I don't think either of these teams are that are that good at all. But I'm going to take the home team here. I'm going with the Packers 20-12 to 12 over, the, over the Rams. But – can McVay hand the Packers their fifth straight loss? Yeah, um, I got the uh, I got the Packers as well, sixteen to twelve. If Stafford's playing, I'm taking the Rams. But yeah, with that up in the air, I got the Packers. I'm even though I, I am worried. Like the last five games, they scored nine points in the first half. Oh, like it's, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean it's another story for another day with the whole Aaron Rodgers situation, and everything, the way they botched that. That's we'll, mm. we'll talk about that later in the season. But yeah, it's it's bad in Green Bay right now, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, it is. It's 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 pitiful and it's you know pretty sad to kind of see it right now. Uh, we'll see how much longer Lafleur gets there. I can't imagine it'll be much longer, but yeah, I think the Rams run the ball well enough, or they run the ball well. But I think the Packers stop stop it enough, and I think the Packers' offense just does enough against Brett Rippon. This is a game that if it is Rippon starting, the Packers have to win. If not, oh, yeah. that, if, no, not. if not, they might. If not, they have to think yeah. about moving on from Jordan Love. If they don't win this game, yeah. They, if, if Brett Ribbon starts, they lose this game. That's five in a row. They got to start thinking about moving on from Jordan Love and admitting their, uh, admitting their mistake, admitting their mistake because they, they, yeah. they, they got to get. They, they, if they lose this game, they got to get the mistake out of the building. They got to admit they made a major mistake moving on from Rodgers for this guy. Yeah, they absolutely would, and I. It's Sean could be Sean Clifford the backup right now. So, be, you know, <laughs> state guy. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, you know, I, I'm with you. If he plays horrible again, you you can yeah lose a Brett Ripon. You got to uh, you got to move on from yeah because it's just I don't it doesn't seem really he's getting a lot better right now. No, no, not at all. Bears traveled to New Orleans to face the Saints, and I think the Saints cruise in this game. I think uh, Derek Carr throws a couple touchdown passes. I think the Saints defense makes turns the turns Badgett over a couple of times, just like the Chargers defense did last week. I think the Saints win this one easy. I got the Saints 27-10 over. The Bears, Justin, I assume you got the same because the Bears organization right now does not know what they're doing. No, they do not. They're lucky they got – they may have the two first – or two five, top five picks, you know, right now looking good draft. But, yeah, I got Saints 24 to 14. Um, yeah, Carr should play well against the Bears secondary that Justin Herbert had an unbelievable game, maybe one of his best of his career so far. I think Kamara has a pretty good game as well. Um, I think, you know, 
Carl will spread it out. They'll hit some shots this week. And yeah, the Bears with Tyson Badgett. Um, yeah, much, much different team than the uh, Las Vegas Raiders last week for him. So I think they showed to kind of move the ball here against the Saints. Absolutely. We got a interconference matchup in Houston. We got the Bucks against the Texans, two, three, and four teams. I'm going to take the home team here. I think the Bucks struggle to run the ball. I think the Texans forced a couple turnovers from Baker Mayfield. I think that CJ Stroud doesn't turn the ball over. And I got the Bucks winning a close one here. I got the Bucks winning. I mean, I got the Texans winning this one 21 to 16 over the Bucks. But Justin, can Baker get the Bucks and the three game losing streak and get the Bucks back to 500? I'm with you. Same as that score, 21 to 16. I think, you know, Texas played well enough. Um, and I think the Bucks being just, you know, they're one dimensional. They really can't run the football. And I think, you know, Texans haven't been great game pressure on them. And the Bucks have actually protected Baker pretty well so far this year. But I, I think just being one dimensional, um, I think to me, Ryan's in that defense, you know, scheme of a good plan for this one. And I think Baker kind of, stroke, you know, he'll make some plays, but not enough. And I think CJ Stroud outplays um, Baker Mayfield in this one at Texans at home, get the win. We got an interconference matchup in Cleveland between the Cardinals and the Browns. Clayton Toon will be starting for the Cards. And then you have P.J. Walker starting for the Browns. So it'll be an ugly game, but I'll take the team with much more talent. I got the Browns winning this one 24-9 over the Cardinals. Justin, I assume you got the same. Yeah, I got 16-7 to uh, Browns. Tough start here for Clayton Toon to get against the uh, – Against this defense, that uh, you know, I expect them to play a lot better. I think Miles Garrett's going to be an absolute game wrecker, and Cleveland's been awesome on third down. They're only allowing their opponents to, to uh, you know, on third down, their their opponents are only complete or um, they're like twenty percent on third down. Their opponents on third down against the Browns this year, so I get Cleveland win this one, sixteen to seven. We got an interconference matchup in Carolina as the Colts take on the Panthers. Frank Wright faces his former team. I think this is a close competitive game. I think Frank Wright's a little bit motivated, but I do think the difference in this game is going to be, I think Merchie will make less mistakes than Bryce Young. I think the Colts will run the football better. I think it'll come right down to the end where the Colts defense got to make a play against Bryce Young. I think they do this week. That's why I think the Colts win 27-20 over the, they win 27-20 over the, uh, over the Panthers. But Justin, can Frank Wright get revenge against his former team? No, I got the Colts as well, 20 to 21. You know, I think Young, I think Bryce Young's been playing well. I just wish he had a different system and a different team. Like, I, you know, I don't think this is Carolina to be tough for him. Uh, but I, I, you know, I think they'll make some plays against this Colts defense. But I think Gardner mentioned the way he's playing, you know, they'll run the, and the Colts will run the ball well enough. I think the, the Colts, um, you know, take down Carolina this week. I think, I think Bryce Young will play well, but just, you know, defense won't make enough stops in this one. We got the Monday night game between the Jets and the Chargers. And yes, the Jets are four and three, but they very easily could be two and five. I mean, the Eagle game, get a on third down late in the game, get a Jalen Hurts throws an interception. And then we don't need to bring up last week. Last week, the Giants completely, they almost lost to a third string quarterback. Their defense is good. I'll give them that. Zach Wilson is still one of the worst quarterbacks in football. He still is. He's, 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 he's garbage. Zach Wilson is garbage. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in football. And when he's got to go up against a quarterback, like just Justin Herbert, I know this could be a game the Jets could win because we know Brendan Staley mm. could do the same thing the Giants did last week. But I am going to take the better quarterback here. I think that Justin Herbert outplays Zach, Zach Wilson in this game. I think the Chargers defense forces a couple turnovers from Zach Wilson. I think this comes right down to the end where Wilson has the ball in his hands. And just like last week, because the Giants did stop him, but they just failed to mm. close out the game with, with, with on offense and, and, and with their special teams, 
I think the Chargers close out the game with their defense. The Chargers win a close one here. I got them winning at 24-17. But, Justin, can this Jets defense, like they have, carry them to their fourth straight win? I don't think so. I got the Chargers 18-13. to 13. Uh, I think Herbert plays well and well enough in this one. Yeah, you know, it's almost like when Zach Wilson's got no pressure on him, that's when he'll make it play. So, you yeah. know, that's when it's when the defense like, so. is totally worn down like it was at the end of the, like the right, Giants yeah. defense was at the end of the game last week. Yep. Yep. Yeah. When you kind of feel like, okay, there's no shot to going down the field, then that's when he does it. So, yeah, yeah I get the charge. I think they play well enough. And I think Chargers have to run enough in this one. And Brees Hall, I think, gets a, you know, some yards, but just not enough. And Zach Wilson, you know, hasn't been terrible or a ton, but yeah, I could see him making a mistake or two in this one. And the Chargers, uh, they got out down. Chargers want to be. It was a big kind of spot for both these teams. They want to kind of be in yeah, that Char- wild card race. Yeah, Char- yeah, it's a huge game for the wild card race in the AFC. Chargers cannot lose to Zach Wilson. I'm sorry. You cannot yeah. lose to Zach Wilson. They can't lose the game. And the Jets, it's, yeah, it's a big game for the Jets because if they win the game, they pretty much have a three-game lead on the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With the pretty uh, – and, you know, with the – you know, with the Raiders coming up, you got the Falcons, Texas. So, yeah, their schedule kind of softens up for the, the Jets coming up here so soon. So, yeah, um, for the Jets, it would be huge for them to get this one. But, uh, yeah, I just – yeah, the Chargers can't lose this one. I don't think they will. Yeah, I don't think they will either. That's going to wrap up this edition of Sports Talk with R&J. But we'll be back in 10 minutes talking about the Rangers being up 3-1 on the Diamondbacks in the World Series, Harden getting traded to the Clippers, and the first – uh, edition of the college football rankings and there is some controversy at the top so make sure you tune in for that Jones on first down wide open it's Barkley and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone your best ability is of his availability Saquon Barkley he's great when he's on the field but the problem is since 2018 he hasn't been healthy for this team look at this they lob it to me taps it in off the glass how about that Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Finch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the race, and the race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.